Good morning, everybody. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. Thanks for joining me in today's episode. I'm just going to be talking from above the clouds today and going to cover some things that I think are kind of important. For example, this one here, LA Council bans all flavored tobacco. And I did tweet about this. I don't understand. There's uh, another part to it, too, that kind of makes me scratch my head. So then we're going to talk about how expensive weed is, even from the medical perspective. If you have a medical card, it's supposed to be a little bit cheaper on the taxation, but yet it's still pretty damn expensive. Uh, and uh, part of this story is showing us that there's cannabis companies out there who are donating weed month after month to people in need. You may be one of them. So I'm going to leave that link below. You can explore it and see if it's possible. Today's Daily Dose is sponsored by GrassStore.com. Cannabis delivery made simple at your door in 45 minutes or less. And you can save 40% right now on your entire purchase. Just use the code DAILY at checkout. First things first, the agency says the move will reduce tobacco use and curb preventable illness and death. The Los Angeles City Council voted unanimously Wednesday to ban the sale of flavored tobacco products. The ban goes into effect July 1st, 2023. Uh, ends the sale of flavored e-cigarettes, menthol cigarettes, and flavored cigars. So I'm curious. Uh, I, didn't even, I didn't even know that they were going to move this fast on, on the ban. So this bans it in Los Angeles, officially, uh, L.A. County, I think. Uh, much of the state has already banned it uh, in large cities. So this was the last one. It goes into effect beginning of the new year. <clears throat> the ordinance does not ban the possession or use of flavored tobacco for those age 21 and older. It also exempts existing hookah lounges in the city that receive tobacco retailer permits before January that sell uh, hookah tobacco on-site or for off-site use. Uh, let's see here. In quotes, it says... We just took a huge step forward against Big Tobacco's deadly agenda in Los Angeles. Uh, The councilman, Mitch O'Farrell, proposed the ban, tweeted Wednesday after it passed 12 to 0. It's time we put these protections in place for our youth and save lives, is what he says. As I continue to kind of gloss over the information here, don't really see anything else that suggests there might be a way around this. They're giving us a lot of stats here. Federal Health Agency found that in 2021, 80% of high school students and 74% of middle school students reported the use of these products in the past 30 days. Um, That's quite a large number. I mean, they, they do taste good, but... I've said it before, I think, and I believe that it's not just the flavors that uh, attracts young people. It's also the buzz. I mean, why did we smoke cigarettes when we were um, in our teens? They didn't taste good. They fucking tasted awful, but we still smoked them. Why? I believe it was because of the buzz associated with the nicotine. So unless you ban nicotine entirely, um, I don't think you're ever really going to get uh, a complete uh, a complete like zero percent result of students using products like this. I don't think that's going to ever really be possible. Uh, 
if you if you don't want kids to be using uh, these substances, then you effectively have to ban them entirely. I, I don't understand how L.A. County is only seeing or at least the leaders, the councilmen, uh, only see that the flavor is the main uh, point and the main issue. Um, I think they're both relevant and should be considered. Just my opinion. After all, the point that I make about cigarettes is, I want to say, uh, critical. They didn't taste great. So we were chasing something. It must have been the buzz. In this instance, it's, you know, the flavor is a added bonus, but, you know, the buzz from the nicotine, um, uh, I feel like definitely plays a role in this. I don't know. What do you think? Leave them down below because I'm, I'm almost certain that it's being overlooked on purpose. Now, the second half to this that's uh, also important is uh, Jul- uh, July 1st, there's going to be an excise tax of 12.5% per product you buy at the retail level, uh, collected by the retailers and then submitted quarterly to whatever department um, or agency of the state government. Um, now, this is where it has me scratching my head. I don't understand the logic here. They want to tax, um, and they want to collect an extra 12.5% tax. And uh, this is on vape products, but also flavored tobacco, just as a whole. It's a blanket uh, excise tax, but it's for sure going to affect vapes, uh, bottles, and disposables. But then they're going to have it all banned and you can't sell them by the new year. However, for anybody 21 and over can still possess them and use them. Um, How does this make sense? Where's the logic here? It's okay to possess them, assuming we can get our hands on them. But if they're banned and nobody can sell them, how would you get your hands on them? Um, I guess you can order them online, right? From other states. Uh, but that still doesn't um, that still doesn't really it still doesn't make sense. They want to tax it right before they ban it. I mean, I imagine it'll be a lot of money they're going to collect between now and then. Uh, but I, I still don't get it. Now, moving on to the next half of this, uh, if you do consume cannabis, for medical reasons and are feeling the burden of the high costs associated with it. After all, if you're, you know, smoking a gram a day, that still can be pretty substantial at the end of the month. Let's say at an average price of $10 a gram, that's still $300 a month. But there are some people consuming an eighth a day um, for whatever they're trying to, uh, uh, trying to uh, deal with their circumstances. Everybody's circumstance is going to be different and, there are going to be individuals consuming more because it brings that much more comfort and a better quality of life for them day to day. So at an eighth at, uh, let's say, an average price of $30, that uh, is being generous. Um, that's still $900 a month. So if you're one of these people, this story may interest you. It turns out cannabis companies are donating weed to those like yourself uh, who can't really afford uh, to pay these high prices month after month, but absolutely need this medicine. Uh, They are specifically targeting a lot of um, 
uh, army vets and Navy vets, just uh, armed forces, people from the armed forces. They're, uh, they are trying to get them uh, more access because they're usually on limited income. And, you know, let's face it, many of us are. But uh, for them, it's a little piece of comfort. Um, and to help them some, save some money doesn't hurt. It's the least we can do for the men and women who have served our great country. Uh, let's dive into the story now. So here's the headline, California medical marijuana patients can get free weed. So here's how. These pop-ups are killing me. Okay, a story about somebody here. Just before noon on a sunny California Friday, a very pregnant-looking Charlene Modeste steps out of her L.A. home to meet a driver for the weed delivery service uh, who hands off a bag containing more than $1,000 worth of cannabis products. Uh, But things aren't quite what they appear to be. Um, She hasn't paid a dime for the delivery, and she's definitely not pregnant either. What's happening with me, she says, is I have a chronic condition and it looks like I have a baby, but I'm one of those people that's pregnant, but not with child. I have uterine fibroids. I had surgery to remove them, uh, but then they grew back. Sounds really awful. Um, Now she says here, uh, the last couple of months, the cost savings is incalculable. That's because although cannabis has been a legally prescribed medicine in California for more than 25 years, recommended by doctors to manage all kinds of conditions, uh, its status as an illegal drug at the federal level means insurance companies won't uh, help with the the payments. And I've seen this for years. Um, So that's where the Ease Compassion program and others like it across the state come into play, partnering with product donating cannabis brands and nonprofit groups to offer no-cost products to medical marijuana patients in need. Um, Modeste said she found out about this program after reaching out to a Sacramento-based Deer Cannabis, an organization that coordinates directly with compassion programs and the cannabis companies that donate product. Um, pretty, pretty huge, guys. It's... That's pretty substantial. So I'll, I'll link it below. I mean, you could save $300 a month. You could save $500 a month. But if, uh, if you qualify to get this, it's worth it. And there's so much weed in the market right now. Um, it's nice to be able to just give it away to people who really can use it. Um, amazing. It's, it's a nice story. It's uh, very pleasant. So Hopefully that has left you with some things to think about for the weekend. Uh, I'll leave them down below so that you can uh, check out the articles and you can um, find out how you might be able to apply for such, uh, such a program. Uh, I'm so glad it's the weekend guys. It's been a long week and um, I'm like emotionally and mentally drained. Hopefully um, when I come back after my day off, I can, be ready to uh, upload, hopefully daily. I don't know. We'll see. Trying to find some guests as of lately has been a little bit tough. People's schedules don't work. Some people don't respond. Um, but I hope, uh, I sincerely hope you guys have been enjoying the uh, the guests I've been bringing on. I'm 
just trying to find more people in the cannabis space uh, that want to come on. Like, uh, for example, one of these uh, hemp farms, there was, you know, they said they were interested, but I haven't really heard back from them. And um, I don't want to be a nuisance about it, but I would love to kind of get an inside look of how these farms operate. Um, what are some of the legal challenges they have faced and, you know, legal challenges that are upcoming. Um, if they can talk about how they make their products, how they grow it, what's their process, uh, just to be able to learn more about um, uh, where we're sourcing a lot of um, the stuff that we're consuming. So the Delta eight, you know, the, HHCs, the uh, CBD uh, products, the CBD flowers, all of that. Uh, so we'll see. In any case, um, I'll catch you guys really soon.